The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now, here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, hello, and welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Welcome back. Well, today we're talking about digestion and what you need to know about having a healthy gut. In the first half of the show today, we're going to have with us a guest that is near and dear to my heart. She's a nutritional therapy practitioner, a colon hydrotherapist. I'll let her tell you what that is. And one of the finest educators in foundational nutrition, in my opinion, in the country. Her name is Colleen Dunseth of the Nutritional Therapy Association, and she's here with us today. And we'll be talking about the nutritional therapy approach to healthy digestion. In the second half of the show... We're going to be discussing the surprising and really powerful impact that neurofeedback can have on digestion and issues like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome and GERD or also known as gastroesophageal reflux disorder. Uh, we'll have a guest who herself was relieved of serious issues with GERD using neurofeedback training. Who knew? <laughs> but first, we need to get that standard disclaimer out of the way that nothing we discuss on the air today is meant to diagnose, treat, prescribe, or cure any medical condition. And if you have a medical condition, you should consult with your qualified medical health care provider. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, oddly enough, not many people really make the connection between the quality of their digestion and the way they feel emotionally or, or the way they otherwise function physically or cognitively in the world. The fact is, is that you can have the healthiest diet in this world and still experience marginal health if you can't digest that food properly. So literally every part of your body and your mind depend upon proper digestion to be able to supply it with the nutrients that you need for functioning. Now, a lot of people don't realize, too, that quality digestion actually begins in the brain of all places and that there are some very direct relationships between the brain and your gut. Now, some even call the gut the second brain. Uh, in fact, there was even a book by that very name. Well, you need to know that there is a powerful link between gastrointestinal inflammation and something called neurodegeneration. I kid you not. There is a huge correlation with food sensitivity issues and brain lesions. In other words, brain degeneration any dietary antigen or, or substance that your body sees as, as foreign and a threat that reacts with the immune tissue in your gut, which is called something called uh, GALT or gut-associated lymphatic tissue, this is going to trigger um, a chemical reaction in your body that literally produces damaging compounds that are sometimes called free radicals. 
And this type of oxidative stress can alter your physiology to induce neurodegenerative changes, literally breaking down your brain. Inflammation in your gut can also trigger an alarm reaction in what's called the glial cells in your brain, which are basically your brain's own immune system. And once they turn on, they're very hard to turn off, and that can lead to a cascade, a whole cascade of degenerative uh, changes. Now, over time, this is the sort of thing that can help lead to things like Alzheimer's and MS and seizures and other neurodegenerative diseases. And we often see the extremes of this in autism, in fact, which, of course, we, we talked about last week. Well, digestion is what can be called a north-to-south process. It all starts in the brain and ends in the colon, and there are several steps in this journey in between that we're going to be talking about today. So keep that in mind. Another thing most people would be surprised or even shocked to hear is that stomach acid is actually good for you. We produce it for a reason. And that more often than not, it's a lack of hydrochloric acid that's responsible for digestive distress and, and can lead to even bigger problems down the road. And despite what you've been told, you actually do need your gallbladder. And it serves a very important function for your most optimal health. And last but not least, the health of your colon can influence every last bit of the way you feel, the health of your skin, and even your mental clarity. There's a doctor by the name of Dr. Jeffrey Bland who once said that there are more bacteria in our intestinal tract than cells in our body. Well, the balance of healthy bacteria in your bowels alone can help determine how healthy you feel. Not only this, but close to 80% of your body's immune system lies in your gut. How's that for a newsflash? And the thin layer of cells that's lining your GI tract that's called gut-associated lymphatic tissue or GALT, which I mentioned a bit a few minutes ago, are your immune system's first line of defense against things like pathogens and antigens and parasites. Your digestive system has its work cut out for it. And it's important that you understand what that work is all about and what your digestive system needs from you to be healthy and function well which is why we're doing this show today. Well, our guest today, Colleen Dunseth, is both a nutritional therapy practitioner and a colon hydrotherapist. She's also a first-class educator and is, in fact, the educational director for the Nutritional Therapy Association. Colleen is one of the best instructors I have ever seen walking loose for anything, and I know I've learned a tremendous amount from her Colleen is also my dear friend and colleague, and it pleases me greatly to be able to welcome her to the show. Welcome, Colleen. How very generous of you, Nora. Thank oh, you. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's great, great having you here. I've been dying to have you on since this whole show started, because you just have so much valuable information to impart. So I hope you don't mind that whirlwind tour through the GI tract I just uh, put everybody through, but I really wanted to introduce some of the concepts we'd be talking about here. Yes, that was that was excellent, and it's it's a wonderful uh, structure. Now we can fill in the details. Right now, now you've been passionate about this whole issue of digestion for a really long time, haven't you? I mean, what what got you um, into uh, just as a quick aside, colon hydrotherapy? And for our listeners, maybe you can kind of describe a little bit about what that is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> colon hydrotherapy is is simply. Um, the washing of the colon, bathing of the colon, and many of you may be familiar with enemas, um, which are a very small 
um, aspect of the whole process, actually. But essentially, it's a, a colonic, a high colonic, and they have been around since the time of the Essenes. There are actually cave paintings um, in the area of the Essenes of gourds and reeds. So, you know, the whole idea of cleansing has been around for centuries and centuries. Our ancestors did it. And as part of that, the bathing of the colon um, um, has been around. And I um, often, you know, Nora says digestion is a north to south process. And that is such an astute description. It's, we have something called a gut tube, really, that although the processing starts in the brain, the food goes in one end, which is our mouth, and out the other end, which is the far end of the colon, which is the anus. And it's an enclosed tube system with valves between each organ involved. And there's a, a fabulous grand design, the way things are supposed to work based on the directions of the brain, the neurotransmitters, the messaging system of the endocrine system, that once we ingest something, within 19 to 24 hours, it should the waste products, the things that we didn't need or didn't use in our big processing plant and that we don't need for proper functioning, come out the other end. So it's 19 to 24 hours. And one little not test, 19 to 24 days. <laughs> not exactly. You know, and it's really, if you're a three-meal-a-day kind of person, a kind of an idea would be your breakfast should be in your colon, towards the end of the day, your lunch and your small intestine and your dinner and your stomach. And there should be space between them so that the, the, the digestive tract has a chance to continually do its job but also continue to regenerate. So there's a transit time test that you can perform at home. Actually, this is not one of those don't do this at home. You can do, <laughs> do this at home. Yes, do this at home. It's very important. And for those of you who have never turned around in the bathroom to look behind you when you're finished. This may be a little bit of a challenge. A couple things you can do. Eat a a bunch of corn. Take, say, an ear of corn. Interestingly enough, corn doesn't digest very well. You can also ingest beets because beets have a red dye in it. You can also use something called activated charcoal, which does not come in the Kingsford bag for you to grill your sausages with. (laughs) It actually comes from, you know, the health food store or somewhere like that. Once you ingest any of these three substances, what you'll want to do is, after each concurrent bowel movement, turn around, have a look, and find out when you see the first kernels of corn, the first red-looking stool, don't panic. Everyone who eats beets knows that you can have a complete heart attack when you turn around because you think you may be bleeding to death, but it's the dye from the beets. And lastly, the charcoal will turn your stools a dark black color. Then you want to have recorded when you ingested it and then how long it took you to see the first of it. And this is, you can compare to your 19 to 24-hour transit time. And what happens, you know, as Nora talked about this north to south process, is the longer it takes for that food to move through the system, the more problems we have. And we get those symptoms of blotosis, you know, the full feeling of gas from either end, of reflux, because we've got, as Nora so succinctly puts in her book, a rotting, putrefying mass of food that's hanging out in this wonderful, warm environment, proliferating bacteria. Bacteria produce gas. 
And gas, you know, creates pressure in enclosed organs like the stomach and like the intestinal tract. And so I had a condition, an unfortunate condition, about 15 years ago I was diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes autoimmune and I had a, a severe overgrowth of candida because of it, the sugar uh, that I wasn't able to process, the, the glucose I wasn't able to clear from my system was building up and was feeding um, and creating an overgrowth of, of the candida. candida. And so I, I actually, I had a friend who was a colon therapist. I went to see her. I was, I didn't know if I wanted to do what she was going to ask me to do, but I will tell you it changed the entire experience for me. So even though digestion is a north to south process, sometimes you have to help it out at the south end. Well, that is a great place for us to just pause for a moment. We have to go to a break, everybody, but please stick around because there's more to come. This is fascinating stuff. And I'm Nora Gadgaudis. This is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We're here today with Colleen Dunseth of the Nutritional Therapy Association, and we will be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Are you looking for a new perspective in today's challenging economic and personal times? Join the journey to your personal best on the Sky's the Limit radio program featuring your hosts Karen Lovett, Jackie Lawney, and John McDermott. The engaging discussion will center on concrete ideas and actions to help improve your personal wealth, love, appreciation, power, choice, relationships, and more. Karen, Jackie, and John will guide you to your true power of choice on the Sky's the Limit, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back, everybody. And we're here today on Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with Colleen Dunseth of the Nutritional Therapy Association. And we're talking about digestion which is one of those subjects that you know, so often gets ignored when uh, people are reading books about health and about diet especially and, and, uh, and healthy nutrition and all that. Digestion is such a core issue and so easily overlooked. Now, tell me, Colleen, what do you see is maybe the single most common digestive issue or issues in your experience? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, it's interesting because what we know about symptoms is they are, of course, messages that things aren't going well in the right. body. And people often don't pay very close attention to the, the early symptoms, yeah. which are going to be things like fullness after meals, gas and bloating. I would say those are the most common issues that people will come in, they'll come in and they'll have other symptoms. They'll have problems with perimenopause or they'll have, you know, immune issues. And But they'll, when they fill out their symptom burden analysis, we'll, we'll see gas and bloating and, and discomfort, uh, don't feel like eating breakfast, things like that. But they won't pay any attention to those things um, right? And, and associate them with... Right, because gas is normal, right? Gas is normal. I mean, come on, Thanksgiving dinner growing up, right? You go right. on that walk with Dad and Grandpa and your uncles. And, yeah, pull my and finger. And, yep. <laughs> and you're little and you're walking behind them for about that first ten minutes and it's the last walk you ever take. Yeah. <laughs> Gas release valve. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, but generally speaking, by the time they come in to, they come in to see me, we really often have issues. We have people in full-blown acid reflux, full-blown, you know, quote-unquote diagnosis of irritable bowel syndrome or ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or, you know, any number of those actual diagnoses. And it's, it's, it's amazing that very basically it's really the same protocol that we're going to use no matter where the symptoms are showing up, constipation, um, loose stools or alternating constipation diarrhea. Um, and, and many people, you know, I think the education around digestion about what is healthy digestion is sorely lacking. Yeah, no. um, and unfortunately, what we see most of, as my very dear uh, Swiss friend, who's a medical doctor, likes to say, you Americans are so literal, <laughs> meaning, you know, if you've got acid reflux, you must have too much acid. Yeah. If you're overweight, you must be eating too much fat. Right. And so the, the, the education around all this is so important um, yep. and the north-to-south process. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that whole, that whole north-to-south process thing is such a great way of coming to a real understanding of just how all this works. I mean, once you have that bigger picture, the details, you know, um, make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. It's the snowball effect, isn't it? Yep. Be, since we have a gut tube, it starts small up, up top, and as it moves along... If it's if it's if it's wrong in the brain, imagine what it's going to look like when it gets to the colon. Right. And maybe you can just do a quick run through of what that north to south process is supposed to look like. 
and where things go wrong along the way. I'll do my best. And for those of you who would like a a reiteration of this, uh, have a look in Nora's book, Primal Body, Primal Mind. She talks about this very succinctly. Yes, thank you for bringing that to people's attention. I was just reading it, as a matter of fact. I love this. This is what I read before I go to bed (laughs) each night. So, again, as Nora said, uh, digestion really begins in the brain um, with thinking about food because the brain is really our control center for all the processes in the body. So we have, just really simply, we have a, a portion of the brain that, that surveys our environment, takes in the information, makes a decision on how to prepare the body for the oncoming, whether it be stress or, or situation. So if we actually take the time to think about food, and we take the time to actually smell our food and prepare our food and actually sit ourselves down to prepare to eat it. That is number one first step. How many people do you know that are eating on the run all the time? They're, they grab food, they put it in their mouth, and they're doing three or four other things at the same time. I've never heard of anybody doing I haven't either. I don't know anybody who does that. I've never eaten in my car. No, never. Uh-uh. Me neither. So secondly... Um, we must be in a relaxed state. There is uh, two aspects of our autonomic and nervous system called the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. One of them controls the activities that occur um, under kinesis, movement, action. The other, the parasympathetic, controls things that happen in our bodies at rest. Digestion only is stimulated when we are relaxed or in the parasympathetic sympathetic aspect of the autonomic nervous system response. So it's extremely important to sit down and eat, to take the time to do that. Otherwise, we don't digest. We don't produce all of the different digestive and gastric juices necessary. So digestion from this point is really both a mechanical and a chemical process. Starting then in the mouth when we ingest our food, we're actually chewing. Two, two, two. That's why we have teeth. Some people think it's so that we have a fabulous smile. Well, that is fabulous. But teeth are to help us begin the process of breaking down our food mechanically. And then our saliva, it, it helps us to insalivate our food. And our saliva contains all different kinds of little chemicals that actually begin the breakdown of food chemically. From there, um, one one thing to try at home and has worked for many of my clients who use the old over the teeth, through the gums, look out stomach, here it comes adage. It's my grandfather's favorite line. Chew your food. Sit down to a meal, give yourself about an hour, and chew each bite that you put in your mouth 40 times. And for those of you who do have symptoms of bloating and discomfort, um, acid reflux, that sort of thing, gas, Try this to see if it doesn't help you because you're really, what you're doing now is going to save you a lot of stress down lower in the digestive process. Right. You're, you're, you're kind of making less work for your, for your body down the pipe. Exactly. Yeah. The pipe, literally. So at that point, we swallow our food, and depending upon what our meal contains, um, the stomach is the next spot for things to happen. The upper part of the stomach is involved in more of the mechanical digestion. It's mixing and undulating, 
And really, you know, digestion is actually pretty barbaric, you know, grinding, mashing, crushing, you know, there's all this stuff is going on. And then from there, we have, um, again, we, I talked earlier about the gut tube and the, the different divisions of organs involved. The stomach has a valve on the upper and lower end, which keeps the, basically the stomach contents and the amazing acid that the stomach produces to start digesting our proteins in the stomach. So we have an extremely acidic environment when protein is um, present in the stomach. We also have an amazing um, system of mucus production that protects the lining of the stomach when the acid is released when protein enters the stomach. And this is the way that we protect the stomach lining. It's, a, it's all of this brilliant design. Right. So the stomach isn't afraid of hydrochloric acid. It loves it. It's it very well suited to dealing with it. Exactly. Right. And there are some, it's very necessary here because if we screw up in the stomach, we again have this snowball effect down line because the relative acidity of the stomach contents are, is responsible for setting off the release of the other enzymes and um, biochemicals further down. The other thing that the, the, uh, the hydrochloric acid does in the stomach, it, it acts as really a sterilization substance for any pathogens that we happen to ingest in our food. Or other kinds of critters. Exactly. Pathogens, including parasites, bacteria, uh, micro, anything that can come in through our food. Ever been at a meal where only one or two people will get food poisoning and other people don't, and you've eaten the same exact thing. Very often that's due to the fact that these people have reduced levels of hydrochloric acid and weren't able to destroy that on contact in the stomach. Because those pathogens, remember, everything is built of protein structures. So those bugs and all those goodies that come in with our food are basically built of protein amino acid peptide structures. The hydrochloric acid works to actually create the proper pH environment in the stomach anywhere from 1.8 to 3 on the pH scale, which could burn a hole right through your foot and your floor in the nor- if it were exposed outside, for pepsin to be released to actually digest the proteins and prepare the food, which is now called a chyme, but the food ball, to be released through the other valve at the lower part of the stomach into now the small intestine. So when everything is right, we've got all we've got the brain working, we've got the endocrine system messaging, the valve at the base of the stomach opens and now this food ball, which has an approximate pH or acidity of one point five to three, and this is on a scale of zero, zero to fourteen. Right. 14 being the most alkaline. and We're running one, short on time, so let's, you know, okay. I really, really want so to get through the rest of the this. Down into the duodenum, too. down into the small intestine, now this, this help, this acid ball will create, if it's the proper, if it's the proper pH, will stimulate the pancreas to release, um, enzymes and will stimulate the gallbladder to release bile, thereby begin, you know, finishing, really starting and finishing the, the, Stages of digestion, breaking down the food, and preparing ourselves to for absorption of the food, yeah. which actually goes through the selective, perly permeable screen that lines the intestines straight into the bloodstream. 
So the nutrients that we can use are now released from our food and made available through digestion to rebuild tissues, to, you know, be secreted into the energy production pathway so we can rebuild and we can have energy. Anything that we don't need then drops through the valve at the lower end of the small intestine into the colon, and the colon basically resorbs any extra water and moves the rest of the waste products out. This is a 19 to 24 hour process in a healthy individual. Well, that is a brilliant and, you know, and, and really when you think about how complicated it is, such a succinct description of, of how that happens. And when you understand how it's supposed to work, it makes it so much more understandable why things go wrong and, you know, why, you know, why your gallbladder might go funky, why, um, you know, why you might not be producing enough digestive enzymes, which people are much more likely to run out and try to supplement with before hydrochloric acid. Yes. Well, Colleen, you really are one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met with respect to nutrition in general and this subject in particular for sure. I mean, the NTA is incredibly fortunate to have you instructing classes for them, and the NTA really does have some incredible people, don't they? Yes, they do. I they learned everything people. I know at the NTA. No kidding. <laughs> well, I've just been so impressed with the organization and genuinely un- unadulterated foundational nature of their education. I mean, no pharmaceutical, medical, or food industry contamination in the curriculum at all, and it's really the only foundational nutritional education I trust. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Thank you so much, Colleen, for taking the time to go into all this today. It's one of those things we could spend all day talking about, and in fact, we've been known to do so. And have. <laughs> yes. Um, and we will come back to this again in the future because it's too important a subject to just let go so so easily. Um, and you, you really are amazing and such a first-rate educator in the field of nutrition. I know I've learned a lot from you. So thank, thank you, Colleen, you for, for being and here. And thank you for everything that you're doing for um, all of us out here and our and our health and, and wellness and helping us make better choices for our, oh. our lives. Thank, thank you, you, Nora. Thank you. So, everybody, please stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to be talking about all of this from a brain-based perspective. The brain and the gut, you say? There's actually a connection? You don't know the half of it. Also, we'll be talking to a, to a woman who recovered from pretty serious gastric reflux problem with the neurofeedback training of all things you're going to want to stick around for that this is primal body primal mind radio i'm nora gadgoudis and we'll be back in just a minute your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gitgoudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. 
Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back. Uh, We're here today talking about digestion. And here we are in the neurofeedback part of the show, and we're still talking about digestion. How can that be? Well, look, we mentioned this in the first half hour, but, of course, some things really do bear repeating. Digestion actually begins in the brain. You have to be in a parasympathetic state, remember, in order for digestion to take place. In other words, a calm and relaxed state. If you're in sympathetic over-arousal, which is also known as fight or flight, you're basically in survival mode. Your body doesn't give a rip if you're digesting that piece of fish you ate for lunch in that mode. It's just focused on keeping you alive. So only when you're relaxed do your juices flow. Your body's able to take care of its own maintenance and repair, digestion, and all the stuff that your body does when it's not in an emergency. So the whole idea that stress increases stomach acid, for instance, is completely nuts. (laughs) It's the opposite. That's true. Of course... We went into how all that works the last half hour, but how well do you think a person is likely to digest if they feel anxious and stressed all the time? Not so well. Well, Neurofeedback can do an incredible job of helping a person's brain more easily access that calm and relaxed state that allows their body to function more optimally. And digestion is one of the first things we usually see improved. Because, too, neurofeedback does such a great job of stabilizing neurological function, it deals really well with unstable digestive issues like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. And because it can help calm and relax, it can also work miracles for for constipation problems in people. Now, years ago, I had a a client who actually came to uh, my office because of his problems with IBS. 
Uh, he literally had no life because of it, and he was never able to eat out or, or even go very far from home because of it. The guy couldn't even travel. Um, he had some pills he'd been given by his doctor to take, but they really didn't help much, and the whole thing was just really hard uh, on, his, on his marriage. Uh, he was completely miserable. And neurofeedback really gave him his, his life back. And we talked, too, um, about food sensitivities and addressed some other dietary issues that are really common with all of this that helped him regain a lot of control in his life of, you know, the way he felt and functioned. He even lost weight, which was terrific, um, weight that he wanted to. So I'm in touch with him now uh, years later, and he's still doing great. And he was going to be on the show today, but something else is happening in his personal life right now that prevented him from doing that. So we certainly wish him well. But we do, however, have a wonderful guest with us for this half hour. This uh, particular person came to me a few years ago now with some very serious gastroesophageal reflux problems uh, that she was being medicated for even. Uh, she was also suffering some pretty serious anxiety issues, and we're both glad to say those are really a thing of the past now, but I'll let her tell you more about this in her own words. So welcome, Karis. Thank you. Hi, Nora. Hi. Hi. It's so great to, to have here. you here, and thank you. Thank you for, you know, for being here. I really appreciate your willingness to come on here and do this. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I, I started seeing you, um, I think, back in 2004. Um, yeah, it was a while back. Yeah, and I was having uh, probably about two years prior to that, I'd been on and off um, uh, proton pump inhibitor drugs. Um, I had some uh, pretty gastro- serious drugs. Yeah, I had a, a gastroesophageal reflux disease, um, and at first I just like it was just kind of a little problem, and so I went and got something called Prilosec, and then I ended up having uh, to actually go to the hospital and get some uh, more heavy-duty ju- drugs. Uh, one in particular is called Protonics. Um, but it was a really big problem. Um, I was often, you know, like you were uh, telling everybody about the, the, the man that you were seeing, before, the, the guy with the IBS. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I felt like I couldn't leave home. It was just so bad, except it was a little higher up for me. It was right around the esophagus and stomach area. And it was always pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, you actually landed in the hospital a couple of times over that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and um, and along with that just came a, a ton of anxiety. That was part of going to the hospital, too. It just, you know, kind of scared me a little bit. You know, I had this big attack of acid going into my esophagus, um, and then, you know, it would just be a little scary for me. So um, I, I started seeing you back in 2004 um, for the neurofeedback, and I noticed after the second appointment that um, my sleep, completely, I, I could sleep a whole night through. That was really hard for me, especially with the GERD. It's kind of hard to lay down. A lot of people with GERD talk about, you know, kind of you have to prop yourself up when you sleep. And right. Things like that. So um, that my sleep was so much better. And then um, my anxiety and sort of like, um, I guess I would mostly call it the coping mechanism for yeah. my stress got so much better. Um, I was able to deal with my stress and anxiety a lot better, and that in turn actually really helped my GERD. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, you were on, um, yeah, I know you're on the proton pump inhibitors. You were on other medications yeah, too, weren't yeah, you, like so, the, the little purple pill? and Yeah, the little purple acid. pill. Um, yeah, and I, 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 um, I think it was probably, it probably maybe, 
took us about a month, and I was off, um, or at least coming off um, all of those drugs. Wow, yeah. So. Yeah, so, now you, know, I, you know, in my experience, a lot of people really become incredibly dependent on those things. Um, you know, they're... Um, uh, you know, the PDR says that no one is supposed to take them for more than, you know, to, to take antacid medications for more than about two weeks. Yeah, like there are yeah, people, the, of course, who have been on these things for years, and, and they're scared to death to get off of them. Um, but you're off, you're off all that now, right? It's been quite the process. Yep, I'm done with all of it. <laughs> In fact, I take hydrochloric acid sometimes now. <laughs> right, but which was something that we didn't exactly get a chance to totally get into uh, last half hour with with Colleen. Um, she did such a brilliant job of describing that whole digestive process the way it's supposed to work. But more people, what a lot of people don't realize is that people with gastroesophageal reflux problems, the the problem more often than not, I mean more than you know, about 98% of the time, has to do with not too much hydrochloric acid, but too little. Yeah. So you've since, um, and of course having the anxiety only serves to kind of feed that problem. Um, in, in other words, when you're in that sympathetic mode, you're in an anxiety state, you're kind of in that fight or flight state, it just totally gets in the way of your ability to be able to produce, um, you know, to, to, to secrete all the juices and the hormones and the, you know, neurotransmitters and everything that help to move that digestive process forward. It just brings everything to a screeching halt. So food is literally rotting and fermenting in your stomach and, and, uh, and trying to come back up the other way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like what Colleen was saying before about, you know, how if the acid in your stomach isn't working, the pancreatic enzymes aren't going to work and, and going on down the line, um, I, I was having some IBS issues as well. Some, you know, it it hurt down there too sometimes, and so it wasn't just the GERD. Right. But yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, not just the GERD. Um. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that the the two things that are scariest for people to to try getting off of uh, are that in my experience anyway are are sleeping pills and and acid medications. I mean, people are just really resistant to letting them go. Yeah. 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 So, I remember when I when I was on them, I I was afraid if I you know if I didn't take take a pill that day um, that I would feel that that kind of pit in my throat feeling, the acid coming back into the esophagus and so on. Right. Right. Some pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Well. I want everybody here to kind of stick around because uh, we have to go to another station break. And so we'll be back in just a minute uh, with more from Kareth uh, on Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm Nora Gadgaudis, and we'll be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. 
Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. And we're here this half hour talking about, the, still talking about the subject of digestion and and the surprising connection between digestion and the brain and how something like neurofeedback can actually have a pretty profound impact on digestive issues. And we have with us today a guest. Uh, her name is Kareth, and she uh, was a client of mine a few years back. And she, she had come in here with pretty severe uh, GERD, which is also known as gastroesophageal reflux uh, disorder. And uh, we got some pretty gosh darn good results with that doing just uh, the neurofeedback even, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So um, how's your digestion now? Um, my digestion's great. I, I haven't had any problems with GERD since I started seeing you um, and since we, we, we ended. And I'm just so happy right now to not be, you know, suffering from that. It actually kind of, I kind of go, whoa, that was really happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty unbelievable, but it, it was it was really bad, you know. Just to give everybody an idea, I I, I had to you know be on a, a protonics or Prilosec pretty much every day, so it wasn't just a little bout of um, reflux. It was a pretty pretty uh, pretty full blown stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, so once you actually uh, once we started doing some neurofeedback training and all of that, how long? 
uh, to your recollection, was it uh, until you really kind of started to experience relief from those symptoms? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, it took a little while I, for full recovery, for sure. Um, with the neurofeedback, what that did was, for me, the, the, the stress was a huge part of my GERD. Yeah. Um, stress and anxiety. And once we got that under control, my GERD got way under control uh, to the point where I was able to um, to supplement nutritionally rather than with um, the proton pump inhibitors. Um, and I, I remember um, that you were giving me some nutritional advice um, during the neurofeedback treatments um, or neurofeedback sessions. And that really helped me. Um, I cut out a lot of things from my diet, including wheat and um, and gluten and uh, some food allergy stuff, and that kind of just pulled it all together. And you lost a lot of the starch, too, I, I recall. Yeah, yep, I lost a lot of the starch and the carbs. Um, started integrating some better forms of protein in my diet, um, some good uh, fatty acids. Um, hydrochloric acid. Yeah, um, that had that was a big step for you. <laughs> I recall yeah. <laughs> actually going to actually taking hydrochloric acid was a pretty freaky thing, you know, for somebody who had been told up to that point that they had just been making too much acid and had to beat that down with, you know, uh, not just beat it down with a stick, but beat it down with some pretty heavy-duty medications that are designed to inhibit your body's production even of hydrochloric acid. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's such a backwards way of approaching things. Yeah, it really is. And at first I was a little bit scared of that because, I mean, uh, the the whole paradigm or the mainstream kind of paradigm with that is that, you know, you shouldn't, that it is, that you're producing too much acid. And so I was a little afraid of the hydrochloric acid. But, I mean, as soon as I started doing it, I immediately felt better. Yeah. Um, and um, and once I got the stress under control, like I said, with the neurofeedback and the anxiety, um, doing that and some, changing some um, some dietary things, it, I, it just really all came together, and I haven't had any problems since then. Yeah, that's I mean, and that's just so so incredible and and um, and and so wonderful. I mean, it, it was incredibly rewarding um, working working with you because you were so, you know, so open to all of this. And, uh, you know, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things that people don't necessarily make the connection between the brain and something like um, digestion. You know, they assume that, well, digestion is all about your stomach, isn't it? And the people, I think, and, and I think medicine tends to teach things in such a compartmentalized way that we don't see the body as a system working together in, 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 in sort of this unified harmony. We just see the little compartmentalized pieces of it. And, of course, Colleen was making a joke from that Swiss doctor that she knew about, you know, you people take things too literally, that <laughs> if, you know, you, if you have, um, you know, you're, if you're having reflux problems, well, the problem is obviously that you have too much acid. And it's yeah. not that that can't ever happen. Um, but it's it's rare compared to the issue of not having enough. And we live in such a stressful culture now. Um, Everybody is being driven by fear and stress and worry and, and whatever else that I think that what we're going to start seeing is a real mushrooming of these Prilosec prescriptions and people popping antacids like candy and, and all of that. Um, 
one thing I do want to caution people with, though, uh, even though I do think that hydrochloric acid uh, supplementation is a great idea for restoring healthy digestion, it's one of those things that you need to be extremely cautious about because if somebody does have a really, really raw you know, esophagus or their stomach is inflamed um, or eroded in some way or infest, infested with you know, H. pylori or whatever, that there's a process that you may have to go through to get to the point. In fact, I'm pretty sure that we did this um, to where, you know, you do some healing things first. You do, take some things that can help to support the reduction of inflammation and the, the regeneration of your gastrointestinal mucosa before you start throwing acid on top of it. And I, I think that's a really important point to make. And I seem to recall, uh, Kara, that, that we did do that. Yeah, yeah. As you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, we did do that. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you're right. Um, there, there was some inflammation because I had had GERD for so long. Right. We did do some things. I was, I was doing a lot of things to heal my GI tract before we started on the hydrochloric acid. Right, right. There, you know, things like vitamin U and aloe and um, L-glutamine, which is the, it's an amino acid that is the um, most important food for enterocytes. Enterocytes, of course, are the cells lining your small intestine. And, you know, you need to be able to kind of do things that support the healing of your stomach before you start just throwing acid on top of it because, of course, that could just make you a whole lot more miserable first before you get better. So, And I know that we were really careful about that, and I'm really glad that I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure we were. Totally. Um, so you've made, you know, some pretty big dietary changes too, right? I mean, you were a, quite a bit more uh, vegetarian when I first met you. Yep, I was more vegetarian. Uh, now I... I generally uh, stick to fish, and if I, I get some meat, I'll you know I'll do some grass-fed meats sometimes, and um, and some some eggs, and uh, I generally stay away from the um, the carbs, bread, pasta, um, any of that stuff, sugar. Right. Um, I also uh, keep the, the the caffeine on a low, the coffee on a low. Right. Right, uh, also also a pretty good idea. Yeah. Well, Kara, you have been very generous with your time and personal information here, and I'm sure those listening are incredibly appreciative of that. I certainly know I am. So, <laughs> well, you know, many, so many people can really be helped by hearing your story and inspired to see that there is real hope for them. You're wonderful I, for doing this, really. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, Kara, for being on the show. Yeah, it was my pleasure. And... Uh, for everybody else out there, I want to invite all the listeners of this show to tune in next week. Uh, we have kind of a slightly different twist on the show next week. Um, there is a, a man by the name of Clay Enos that is traveling across America from New York to Vancouver, B.C. on, of all things, a Vespa. <laughs> uh, and he's emailed me to let me know that, uh, that he's going to be uh, coming through town uh, the basic idea, as he puts it, for his trip is to rarely go more than 150 miles on a day and eat and support organic, healthy, locally produced and harvested foods like grass-fed beef, etc. Um, Clay has read my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, and he says that it was part of his inspiration for trying to make the road trip uh, with food issues being the primary concern. So how cool is that? So in the first half of next week, we're going to have Clay on to talk about his journey across America and uh, also by popular demand, and in the second half of next week's show, we're going to be entirely devoted to answering your questions live on the air. How about that? 
So be sure not just to tune in next week, but call in with your questions and write this down. Get a pencil. The call-in number of the show is 866-472-5792. I'm going to be taking your live questions. So between now and next week, think about something that has to do with diet, nutrition, or neurofeedback that you'd like to know about that you'd like to ask me. So I'll do my best, and I think we'll have a lot of fun with that. So don't forget, my name is Nora Gadgaudis, and this is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Until next week, remember, if it wouldn't look like food to someone wandering around 40,000 years ago with a loincloth and a spear, it's not food for you now either. Take care, and I will see you next week. I'd like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback, truly world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship. The NTA is the best, most trustworthy and reliable source of foundational nutritional education and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements for every health professional. You can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at wwwprimalbody primalmind.com, where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, Your Total Health, The Way Evolution Intended and Didn't. Thanks again for listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, hosted by Nora Gedgaudis. Come back for another great program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.